This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. Joining us a little later is comedian, Crystal Palace fan and manager of the Pets Shop Boys, it's Chloe Pets. But first, let's see what happened in, I, you know, I'm loathe to call it a game week. Was it really a game week or was it just a week? in which some of the games that should have happened, happened. But anyway, it was a week. There's a 22 next to it. You decide. I don't want to talk really about the fixtures this week because it's just become a nonsense. What do you mean? Well, nobody plays each other. I mean, Arsenal, Burnley had 10 first-team players in training and all their under-23s. Leeds haven't had 10 first-team players all season. And they're able to just call their game off when some of us have captained Dennis this week. It's not fair. Oh, I see. Yes, you're, you're sore about um, your FPL team underperforming again. Um, let's just deal with a headline. For the first yes. time in the history, in the long history of this proud show, oh, we, 50 have, years. we have a tie between John and I. Um, mm. I would say if there was a panel, they'd rule that I won it because I did score the highest. I had to take a minus four for a transfer. So I think well, it's way- like saying take 11 transfers and not play a free hit and score more than someone but say well I mean of course I took a minus 44 so you know the, but the moral victory is mine you yeah. have to change players because the team you had was so well, you I brought ca- in extra players I do have Dennis I didn't captain him I captained Ronaldo he, he, mm-hmm. he's going to be four points had I captained Trent Alexander-Arnold or Cancelo you know my word what I'd have done but I would have never I don't think I'm bold enough to make those big decisions. Captaining defenders seems so. I think captaining a defender is a very is a very brave call, even when you're sort of sure you're going to get the clean sheet. I mean, with hindsight, on a double game week, you pick a team that probably isn't going to concede. That's that's 24 points straight away. I know, but you, the, the but, problem is the allure of the strike. You think Ronaldo is a you know arguably one of the best players in the world. He's bound to deliver at some point. And, um, yes. well, he didn't. And can I just say how grateful I am that as well as being a gifted footballer, he's also the sort of petulant cock that doesn't get risked and gets taken off early. I am annoyed, actually, because I don't like him as a man. But I obviously want to win at FPL, so I brought him back in for this week because United had two games in this game week. Manchester United. Oh, is this because the people on the Leeds podcast will be horrible to you? The, to the rest of the country, United means Man United. Well, let's talk about the rest of the country because, frankly, this is a game week in which those of you who are able to draw sucker 
from the success of Manchester United as if they haven't had enough have been victorious this week. And uh, I count amongst them our uh, producer, Danny Carr, and uh, now top of the league by a little distance, Russell Howard, who picked three players from Manchester United. Those who captain Bruno Fernandes have had a frankly lovely time. They have. He got two assists against Brentford United, winning 3-1 Greenwood. Rashford scoring. And let's talk about the real destruction that that team have caused this week. I don't know... I always forget to ask. Fordy, do you live with Lucy Beaumont? No, I don't. Do you? No. Yeah, I do. And I'll level with you. It's not a good time to live with Lucy Beaumont. Um, How do you mean? She she beat both of us this week. Yes, but I don't have yeah. to live with her and, and put up with that. No, but you may soon because I think I'm going to free up some space in this house. Well, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. If you're freeing up space, surely it should be that I'm moving in. Yeah, you can move in. Can I? Yeah, if you want. Me, I'm a girlfriend. Want to do a swap? Uh, it's getting a bit weird, this now, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> Yeah, you bring your girlfriend. That's a better idea. Yeah. yeah I'll live in your flat yeah. without you there. Yeah. I can go out on, I'll go down Ronnie Scott's, do all the stuff that cool guys like me do in London. I'll go and watch some jazz, you know, mooch around Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come up here and deal with a woman who is just elated to have beaten us at our own game and she's more elated to beating you isn't she let's be honest no i think i think well you're here i've recorded a little message from her this morning so so for for context for the listener uh i broke the news to her i'd say about 10 seconds before this so all you've missed is 10 seconds of her laughing in my face (laughs) um and then uh she recorded this message for us congratulations i'm thrilled it honestly has really made my day. I feel like I've beat the patriarchy. Yes, if Matthew and I are the patriarchy. You've beaten me and Matt, if, if that to you is the, what the patriarchy is. I'm just, because you seem really upset about it. I'm I don't, but I don't know why it. you thought I wouldn't. I, I think I excel in most things I do. And I'd, I'd, I went with my, I, I have a, as you know, I am a true sportsman. You tend to, under pressure, buckle, and actually, I I do overcome great things. I, I mean, I've never done a forward roll. I mean, you've sort of said you've beat the patriarchy and then referred to yourself yeah, but, as a sportsman. But what I mean, I'm a true sportsman in my heart. Physically, I'm not, but in my heart, I am. Perhaps then, while you're enjoying this moment so much, you could talk me through your team and what happened. I picked a, a team mm. with the little. It had the little shirts underneath. Mm. And I picked them. And then if I pick too many on one page, then I moved to the next page and picked. And, and who did you pick and who did particularly well for you this week? I picked um, Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Because I, I fancy him. Is that OK? That's all right, I fancy him as well. All right. Uh, picked some other people. Yeah. One called Zeus. don't think so, no. Would it be fair to say... You haven't got a clue what happened. You had no idea you'd won until I told you. And this is an irrelevance for you that you will hold over me for the rest of our marriage. I mean, if that's what you want me to say, John, then I will. If just that be pleases honest. you. Just how you feel. I just, I'm just, I just like, just really, really chuffed with myself. Just happy. You've won a puppet, a hand puppet. You wish you'd ask for something better now. You are standing in the shadow of a champion. How do you feel about that? 
small. <laughs> wow. There's a lot going on in there, John. Lots of undercurrents in that marriage. Yeah. Now, other results this week. A sensational result for Tottenham Hotspur away at Leicester. Yes. I mean, I love these sort of things. They are 2-1 down in the 95th minute and end up winning 3-2. It's absolutely... It doesn't matter who you support. That is football at its best. I'm glad you enjoy that because it's that assist for Harry Kane in, was it the 97th or 8th minute? that got me the points I needed to draw level with you this week. But for those two oh. last-minute goals, you would have you would have won this week and beaten me, oh. which is a, a joy for you anyway, but on a week when I played my wild card. You know, sometimes in life, you have to realise what the greater good is. Mm. And I didn't actually realise that that was what had robbed me of the points. <laughs> but you, uh, you love, I mean, a late, you can't beat a late equaliser or a late winner. So they get a late equaliser in the 95th. They think that's probably it. And then they get the winner in the... I mean, why did the game go on that long? There must have been an injury or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, have, I think there will have been summer. I think you'd have been hearing a lot about it today if the referee just decided. They were all screaming. The uh, assistant referee has held up the board. There'll be one additional minute. And the referee thought, no, I don't think so. The referee, John Moss, um, who it was revealed this week owns a uh, a record shop in Leeds called Vinyl Whistle. You could go to it. It's not far from you. I could. I'm going to Leeds on Saturday. I could uh, swing by, but I imagine Mossy will be away refereeing. So what, is he in there during the week? Like in a Harrington jacket, chewing gum, banging on about Weller, and then just on Wednesday, yeah. he's his nips out to ref a game. I imagine when he... I've got a joke here, so brace yourselves. It's going okay, to take a couple go. of minutes run up, and I'm not entirely sure I'm going to nail the takeoff. Ooh, here um, we go. So, yeah, eyes on the... to clap uh, you in like the triple jump. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I imagine um, that when he goes to referee games away, uh, he uses the travel to pick up rare vinyl. Uh, he's a big fan of 60s rock. Um but he was disappointed on a recent trip not to be able to get any Mick Jagger albums because, as we all know, a rolling moss gathers no stones. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. It's more like a kind of... It's like of... a Sudoku, isn't it? It's annoying, but it's finished. Yeah. It's it's more a kind of, oh, yeah, rather than... Yeah. <laughs> well, it is what, as a comic, I think sometimes you watch other comics and you, you obviously, because you're... You do it a lot. You spot the uh, mechanics of the gag. What Oof. I when I watch a lot of what they call the gag smith comedians, and what separates the good ones from the bad ones, in my opinion, is when you don't see the punchline and then think, "Oh, so you just started with that," and then when you're backwards, yeah. there's nothing less exciting than picturing a comedian sat at home googling well-known phrases and then working backwards towards a gag. Yeah, but that is what you did. That's what I did then, and that's yeah. why I think it's not a good gag. And I tell you what, it ain't going in the act. So but, this may be the best advert for my tour I've done this year. But if you want to not see that joke live, then come and see me on tour from September. From September? My tour starts in February, which is in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? Are you looking forward to hitting the road? Can't wait. <laughs> why are you laughing at that? I don't know why you're You're laughing at yourself or are you laughing at me being I'm on the road? Of, I'm getting you ready for all the regional... Um, interviews you're going to have to do for you know like if you're plugging a specific tour day now uh, coming up at the Orange Garden later this week uh, comedian and impressionist Matt Fort 
Hi, great to be here on Suburb FM. My tour is on sale, mattfall.com slash live. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Yeah, what You know what I find, actually, when you do these, um, when you do regional press? Yeah. A lot of radio presenters are actually quite passive-aggressive. I don't know if they do that with you, but mm. I find that sometimes they've almost got a problem with interviewing a comedian. Or maybe it's just me specifically. But they're often like, so some of them will go to me. So you used to work in politics then. I mean, why do politicians... I remember one guy going, were you a political advisor? I said, yeah, I was for a few years. He went, well, what does that involve? I was sort of giving advice. He was like, but why would a politician need advice? I'm trying to plug a comedy show here, mate. There are two types in my experience. And there's that one who thinks, let's get a little bit of press for BBC Mansfield here. So they'll ask you, a, a, how are you doing? Yeah. What do you think of diversity in comedy? Oh, like, yeah. oh I've been here about 10 <laughs> minutes, mate. Honestly, I think it's excellent and it's absolutely necessary. Oh, right. Uh, what do you think of women on panel shows? No, no. Stop, stop doing this. Because it's all, you know, it's not going to get you anything. And then the second kind is the kind that thinks, oh, we've got a comedian on. They'll probably just be really funny. I don't need to do any prep. So you yeah. can hear them tapping away on their thing, yeah. reading the document in front of them. Uh, John Richardson, who's coming up in his, uh, oh, God, hang on, give me a second. Uh, <laughs> f- uh, funny magnet. Uh, what's so funny about magnets? That was an actual question I got asked on the funny magnet. So. What's what's so funny about these magnets? I think he thought I was doing a show about going around touring with a fridge where I sort of plucked a magnet off the fridge door and talked about it for 10 minutes. And obviously God. at half past seven on, you know, shape the way you want things to be, you're yeah. not able to say, oh, it's a pun on fanny magnet, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very successful with women. Oh, awful interview. You know, the problem is with some of the ones I get is because I do political stuff. I get invited on to like serious political discussion shows, but as part of like my tour promotion, I remember doing LBC and it was basically like question time, but on the radio. And I was like, I'm here to promote a tour. And they're like, oh, it's fine. People just emailing. I was like, what are the topics? They said, oh, anything. People are literally getting in touch saying, yeah, I've, you know, I've got a real problem with the police. You know, my, my sister went missing. She was never found. The police were useless. And like Matt Ford. I'm like, I'm here to try and sell. What am I going to say to that? Well, um, you know, it's tragic, but um, you know, I'll tell you one thing you can find is tickets for my show at the Exeter Phoenix and (laughs) maybe buy two tickets in case she turns up. Um, You're like, what? You're just stuck going, yeah, it's awful, isn't it? But, um, you know, um, mattford.com slash live. (laughs) You know what I heard this week? And this blew my mind. You're familiar with Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet? Uh, Here it comes. to (laughs) let the listener in on our world. I got a text two nights ago. You must ask me about Gary Kemp. And you can hear, I have failed in my mission and Matt Ford has had to volunteer the name Gary Kemp. He told me, do not Google Gary Kemp. Do not in any way involve yourself in anything to do with Gary Kemp. I don't know what sort of life Matt Ford thinks I lead. I'm going out with the Kemp brothers. Yeah, Martin, you tell Gary not to come. Yeah, yeah, I'm on a promise, mate, on an anecdote. Can't speak to him. Well, I... For younger listeners, Gary Kemp um, was in a... 80s band called Spandau Ballet. He was the songwriter. He was in a film uh, called The Craze alongside his brother Martin Kemp, who's also in EastEnders. He now does a podcast called Rock on Tours, where he and another guy, Guy Pratt, interview people like all sorts of people, John Bon Jovi, Noel Gallagher. He's really interested in musicians, sorts of the musicians, right? And he's got a lovely kind of If you're into that kind of thing. And I am into that sort kind of thing. That's why I listen to it. He said something this week that I cannot. I genuinely can't stop thinking about. I'm, I'm, when I tell you what he said, what you have to remember is the other two people in the conversation just move on. Like either it's normal or they haven't heard it, right? 
Now, the, he's interviewing Andy Bell from Erasure, who says that he thought the kind of... <laughs> there's no easy way to say this. The line on his scrotal sack, this is what Andy Bell from Erasure said. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting this right. He said he basically thought um, that because we're all women in the womb and then basically become a man at some point, if you be, you know, if you become male, um, that that line was basically where your female genitalia became your male genitalia at that stage. Gary Kemp then says... <laughs> is it a podcast about music, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's incredible. When I was writing, a little respect. Yeah, well, Gary Kemp then tells them what he thought balls were for when he was a kid. <laughs> and I, I, I would never have guessed, right? So I'm going to give you the chance. What do you think Gary Kemp thought his balls were for when he was a kid? I, I mean, it's a non-sexual thing. I'm not going to give you any steer. Okay. I think that Gary Kemp thought balls were to stop men crossing their legs. Okay. It's way weirder than that. He said, (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it. You've got to remember that when I deliver this information, it's been on my mind all day and all night. He said that when he was little, (laughs) he thought his balls, what his balls were, he thought... There was food in them, so that if you got lost, you had something to eat. <laughs> he said he thought if you got lost in the desert, it was actually a little pouch of food. I was like, what sort of brain? What an am- and in that moment, I was like, no wonder he's such a great songwriter, because he's got this phenomenal creative brain. But imagine thinking that as a kid, oh, there must be food in there I can eat if I get lost. I can't believe it. And they just carry on. They're like, okay, so when you wrote the second album, I'm like, he's just said something so incredible. Yeah, it's it's hard to get your head around. You you instantly move on to a sort of logistical, I, I'm working out where the access point would be. Well, that's it. Um, if I was a kid and I thought there's food in there, I'd have just torn straight in. If I thought there was a chance that was too Maltese, <laughs> I'd have ripped the damn thing off. So glad you said Maltesers because it reminds me of a story where... You did eat what you thought was a Maltese. Oh, I thought it was... <laughs> when I was a kid, we went to our auntie's house in Manchester and she gave us, and I never had them before, chocolate-covered raisins. <laughs> You've never had chocolate or raisins at this point, let's be honest. From the podcast, we know you'd once had a mini cheddar and it was too much to you and you got rushed to hospital. So you were allowed a ready-salted crisp at Christmas and apart from that, just dry toast. Yeah. So I had these chocolate raisins and they blew my mind. I mean... You know, you're seven, what was the year? 1989, maybe, 1990. Mm-hmm. You just thought, wow, this taste, this fusion of basically, you know, the sugary dried fruit plus a chocolate outer. I was just like, wow. Anyway, the following morning, uh, we're back at home. <laughs> and I come back to my bed and there's a chocolate raisin in the bed. I said to my mom, oh, have you put that in there while I went to the toilet? She went, no. And then I went, oh, you want it so that you can eat it. <laughs> It's not a chocolate raisin. I said, it is. I said, you've, you know, I like them. You've put one there, and then it's a bit of a prank that, you know, you're now trying to talk me out of it because you want it. Anyway, I bit into it, and it was not a chocolate raisin. It, I don't know how it had got there. I mean, I was wearing yes, pajamas. You do. Yes, you, know, you do. How would it got? It, it, you know, for the avoidance of doubt, obviously, sadly, it was a small <laughs> pellet of my feces. The fecal pellet. <laughs> but how would it, how would it got? 
I understand how it may have left my bumhole, but how has it breached my Popeye pyjamas and got out the other side and just sat there neatly, square in the middle of the bed? <laughs> how have it got to this day? It's one of those mysteries. You know, I, I used to believe in the paranormal, but it's one of those things when I say, you know, I can see that people think there is another realm. Because <laughs> there is no explanation. It rolled out the bottom. Oh, the, it, it's it's just it's you as a seven year old, but really it's you as a forty year old because very little has changed in terms of your ability to defecate uh, uh, almost at will, mm. and your optimism in your belief that the world is such a good place that a chocolate raisin would have appeared. I didn't learn until this time you told the story the detail that. You were eating the chocolate raisins in a different house to where yeah. you then shat the bed and ate it. I'd, I'd always thought you were eating them in bed and then you'd woken up and thought, oh, I've missed one. But the fact that you got in a car, presumably, and drove to a different house and then woke up the next morning and thought, chocolate raisin. Yeah, I didn't shit the bed and eat it. That, that you did. Over stuff. I, I, you know, what? I can still remember the texture as my tooth breached it. <laughs> a sort of sandiness. I was like, oh. I think you could go out now for a big night out and a curry and then wake up the next morning and say to your girlfriend, why did you tip a chocolate milkshake all over the bed? I, just, I think you're the same person. I better gobble myself. At seven. No, I think shit the neat. It makes it sound like I sort of tucked in with a knife and fork to a pile of the stuff. Oh no, was, you used your hands. It's even worse. It was a little. It, it, I mean, it was chocolate. It was the size, shape, and look. It looked to all the world like a chocolate raisin. That would have. Fooled was your mum watching anyone. when you ate it then? Yeah, I mean, she found it very funny. <laughs> So long story short, uh, we both have to try and get in touch with Toby Bevan this week. Yeah. How's that going to work? It's weird if we both don't mention the other one. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, why don't, in the spirit of solidarity, brotherhood, mm. I'm happy just to do it because um, I think I'm slightly more excited about Toby Bevan's than you are. Well, you've got an in where you can say, I do, I do a, you know, you obviously lie and say, I do a full podcast about condiments. Um, you know, no, I do I'll a feature called Mo Salad Cream. Well, yeah. I've, got an, I've got an in, you know, you? I can say, well, apparently you went to my school, didn't you? You know what? You know what actually is underneath this is, I came up with this idea. I feel like I've given this man a platform. If you get yeah. the benefit of actually getting to talk to him before I do, I'll, I'll be a bit jealous. You consider talking to a man who's recently become a sort of regional boss for a mayonnaise manufacturer benefit. He is national. You use the phrase, the benefit of talking to him, as if Toby Bevan is going to impart knowledge to me that makes my life better than yours. No, no. I got into Toby Bevan's before you did. Now he's gone mainstream and everyone's into him. I was there at the start. I was there right at the start. I got you all into Toby Bevan's. Well, I would argue you only got into him when he became a national figure. I don't, I don't think yeah, you were still sort of... before you, still before everyone else. I think I was you are still start, into mate. him before everyone else. What? I, I don't think many people see Toby Bevan's in the way you do. Exactly, so it should be me. It should be me who gets to Toby Bevan's, not you. It should be me. I want to talk to Toby. I'll have a room at all. <laughs> I want to talk to Toby Bevan's daddy. All right, Wonka. How much for Toby Bevan's? How much? How much, Wonka, for a Toby Bevan's? It's sixteen five. Is it now seventeen six, or does yeah. it remain sixteen five? No, no, no. Points on the board. 
17 6. Yeah. So we both get a point for a week in which we lost to someone who, and I'm quoting directly from here, here, I think I picked someone called Zeus. Well, she did so well. She'd be forgiven for thinking she had godlike powers. Oh, did I mean, she, she though? Rashford, Greenwood, Robertson. Robertson, she put on the bench and only won because uh, Robertson, as a result of a squad where a lot of her players didn't play, was yeah. brought in. She captained Che Adams yeah. of Southampton ahead of Greenwood, Rashford. And Robertson. She'd get more points for captaining her goalkeeper. Uh, as I say, I don't want to talk too much about the fixes. because there's a lot going on. I understand why games are being postponed, but it does it makes the game difficult. And I'm going to quote on, on Twitter here, MJ, I'm done with this ridiculous game. It just proves that when Matt finally goes on his date with a duck, he could ask it to peck the screen and pick a squad and it would have as good a chance as somebody like me who spends hours agonising over their double game week players. It weakens the game, what's just happened. That's what it's like. Well, it doesn't, does it? I, I disagree. I think if you're doing... Um... Obviously, there was an element of judgment to what Lucy did, and it just goes to show that sometimes you can overthink these things. Mm. Mm. Well, something heading your way, by the way, of course, because yes. Lucy wins, you get a Vinnie van der Veet. Lucy specifically gets a Vinnie van der Veet puppet. That is on its way. There'll be one in your house. Yes. Now, a few people have tweeted, perhaps confused that this means the end of Vinnie van der Veet. But no. it, it merely means... A replica. A, a, yeah, double Vinnie, if you will. The original Vinnie is here with me. Um, and he's here right now. Because we'd hit the post. Oh, this time he's hit the post. Vinny van der Viet, I'm here to read your post and your tweets. Hey, John. Hello, Vincent. Sure. First, she can please give my uh, congratulations to Lucius for winning this week. She played very, very well. And you must be so excited that a replica of me is going to be in your house. Yes. Um, well, there's bad news there, I'm afraid. Because obviously, if if I'm taking this puppet on holiday, it, um, there isn't now space in the car for 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 me to take you to. I know I promised I'd, I would take you on holiday with us. I think two hand puppets. You know, I, I it it's a health and safety thing, really. I think if I'm carrying drinks or I'm driving, you know, I think I can probably get away with one hand puppet. I drive an automatic car, so um, but I I think two two is dangerous. So the the dream we had of, of me coming on your holidays, you, you're saying that he's dead and buried and over. Yes, I think so. I think you're going Ooh. to have to stay in your cupboard and think about your family. Ooh. i got to tell you, that hurts me deep to my core, John. Um, I, Good. Not riding on that holiday. It kept me going through some very cold, dark nights in here. Good. Well, it hasn't all been for nothing, then. Okay. We've had an email about Mo Shallot Cream, okay? And this is from Ash. He says, you probably get a bunch of emails regarding Greek yogurt with spicy food and other normal things, but my mate at university said you could put yogurt with food, and he put a Sainsbury's Basics raspberry yogurt on top of a stir-fry. He proceeded oh to eat half, stated that it was quite nice, then threw the other half in the binge. Yes, I'm not surprised. I think that sounds disgusting. Silly boy, because it clearly doesn't mean flavoured yogurt, right? It's like a Greek yogurt or just natural yogurt, okay? What are you doing? I can hear you tapping away. What are you doing? Um, what, what do you think, admin, while we're doing this? I'm, I'm trying to find this email. I haven't checked the listener email. Okay, Tell me what, again. It's a stir-fry with a raspberry yogurt on. Yeah, because this guy's mate heard that you could put yogurt on savoury food. But obviously, mm-hmm. he didn't realise it just meant natural yogurt, and he stuck a flipping raspberry one in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, got another email here from. Chris. I like this uh, more competitive element, Vinny, By the way, 
yeah, I like well, you taking on the, in the past you just said well sure I know what he's trying there and certainly you can use the fruit as well I like the fact that you've called him a jerk and whatever the next email is I would like you to be very rude to the person that's written it okay this is from Chris he says I once saw an IT consultant dipping a spicy bean wrap into a toffee muller yogurt he did oh. this quite regularly whoa that's disgusting yeah that's crazy right IT consultant, you know, what is wrong with these computer nerds? They're always up to something bad. They're like Mark mm. Zuckerberg. If they're not harvesting your data, they're sticking spicy bean wraps in the toffee muller yogurt. Either way, they're cretins. I can hear you dip-dapping away. Listen to you dip-dapping away. He's doing his emails. Hey, oi, 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 oi. It's still my show. Yeah. You're still just I... a puppet, so have some respect. Okay, have you got anything else to say? Well, I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay, I'll see you next week. Or maybe the week after. Bye, Vinny. Bye. Well, he's full of beans. That was a real roller coaster, that, wasn't it? Yeah, he's... Uh, he's I don't want to... I love him, but the, the I think the platform yeah. is slightly going to his head. Yeah, I didn't, I that was quite a spicy chat. He's becoming a bit of a child star, isn't mm. he? The bratty so you're going off him as well? Creeping. No, 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 I like him. I just think his personality is slightly changing. But he's growing up, isn't he? You know, he's, he's growing into the role. The pressure of the spotlight reveals mm-hmm. character. Sometimes it can change it. Um, okay, well, last week on Lukaku's line, is it anyway? I was Phil Foden turning up at a party. Time for this week's Lukaku's line, mm-hmm. is it anyway? John Richardson, you're going to be mm-hmm. a footballer turning up at a party. Mm-hmm. And I've got to guess who you are. Mm-hmm. You ready? <laughs> okay. Hello? You knocked the door hard? Oh, are you okay? No. Oh, what's up? Why aren't you okay? Mm. You sound very angry. Very. Why are you angry? Bad man. You're a bad man or I'm a bad man? Somebody else is a bad man. Okay. Are you a footballer? Yes. Current? No, thank you. I don't eat dried fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, avoid the chocolate ones. (laughs) That That can be a real roulette. But do you currently play in the Premier League? Yeah. 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 When I'm allowed... What? I want to play. You want to play or you won't play? I want play? to play. You want to play, but, but you're not being played a lot. No. Did you play this week? Mm. <laughs> where, where, where are you from again? This is bad party. You don't offer me anything. Are you Ronaldo? Agua! Oh, um... Yes, you are. You want water. I am. I am. I am oh. Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow, Ronaldo! Thank you so much for coming. Uh. You're a lot. Um, voice is a lot deeper than I imagined. What's gone on there, then? I've been shouting a lot. Uh, who at? Uh, Mister Ringdick. And is that a nickname for your manager, or is this a different guy? No, it's what I call him. He's a bad man. Sorry, okay. I kick over all your drinks at the party. That's okay. That, I mean, you know, we, we, we get that. Um, what, what would you like food-wise? Whatever Harry Maguire hates, I consume it. Okay. Um, ice. <laughs> I only eat ice, which okay. is food agua. I yes. drink agua, I eat ice. Okay, uh, well, I can get you some of that. I mean, would you like anything else? What about an alcoholic drink? You fancy a Stella? No! Agua. Agua. Okay, um, well, look, I... I, I we're really honoured to have you here. Is there any music you'd like me to put on? Okay, it's okay. I take my top off. Um, I mean, you're already bottomless, so you might as well get a whole hog. Thank you. Wow, look at that body. You work out a lot, yeah? Yes. 
and you you completely Why don't you? What? Why you don't work out? I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy a lot. I hear right, you are so. busy. I hear the uh, <laughs> actually you have to do uh, advert recently for um Smints doing voice of Jim Beglin. I <laughs> <laughs> told you this. I hear on grapevine. I mean, I know Jim Beglin is Irish. Good. Then this is enough. I, I don't... I can't honestly say I know exactly how he sounds. What was it? Smints? Smints. You need me to do that now, do you? Yes. Then I'll go. If you want many fresh breath, <laughs> there's nothing better than a cement. I totally reject all other mint-based mouth-freshening products. Smints, get them now. Well, easily the most uh, offensive impression yet, I think. Is he Northern Irish? I don't think he is. I don't you know, think he just... is, no. How does Jim Beglin sound? Is he a bit more like that? Um, oh, I, I think you're better yeah. off with a cement, you know. I, I, I was I really born if win. this helps you. I know you're very... Your Irish geography is very good, so I can tell you he was born in County Waterford. And right. if it helps you get the pitch right, he's 58 years old. Okay, so a bit older, but not too old. Like, bit, bit like that, like, yeah, have a smint, like, if you're after, if your man there wants to freshen his breath, tell him, come see me, I'll get him a smint. This uh, tour, mainly sort of uh, English and Scottish states? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're all right, mate. You'll be all right. I'd happily Don't do worry. Ireland. I'd happily do Ireland. I wouldn't. I wouldn't now. I'd leave it a bit. Okay. On your advice. So we're joined now by our guest this week, who is comedian and manager of Pets Shop Boys. Uh, it's Chloe Pets. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Usually, the first question is, uh, "Why is your team called what it's called?" But it's, it's just a really good pun. Right. That's very generous of you, I think. I'm not usually nice about people's team names. Matt will uh, echo that. I'm usually very brutal about people's pun choice. What's different about this? Is, is it just because it's solid? You can't argue with it? You can't argue with it. It's um, it's a group of boys. You're called Chloe Pets. Uh, it works as a pun. It's not crude. A lot of them, you know, I don't know if it's because some people are insecure about a, a perhaps nerdiness about doing FPL. They feel mm. the need to offset that with quite smutty team names. And uh, I don't mind a bit of filth, but uh, I, I don't like it in this arena, I have to say. Okay, so next series, I'm not going to do Pet Shop Boys brackets fuck. <laughs> no, don't do that. Or that's like not... Sex Pets or something <laughs> like that. Sex Pets, that's really good. Yeah, have it as a tour title. You're more than welcome. Thank you. I'm going uh, to get onto, get onto the team and change that. The team name, let's be honest, Chloe, is doing better than, than the team itself. <laughs> okay, here comes the insults. Well, no, yeah. no, I'm just looking at something that's really helped me over this period. I started very badly in this game. And as I'm learning the rules, I've started to climb the league. But part of the reason I'm climbing the league and I think I'm right in saying this, is looking at your team, it looks like you've not stayed on top of the admin. I mean, half of your outfield players have, like, red weather warnings on them. Half your team is basically dying. <laughs> <laughs> what you have to understand is, look, when Richardson and Ford come calling, you don't say no. But <laughs> I absolutely 
hate fantasy Premier League. Am I allowed to say that <laughs> on on a podcast that's publicising it? I think it will become a, a clear as we talk, so you might as well get it out there in in the statement of bold fact. What's remarkable is you you are still ahead of two and a half million players in the game, <laughs> so. You wonder how much those two and a half million must take the game. You, I mean, you're six and a half millionth out of nearly nine million players, which, depending on how you look at it, is either awful or quite good. My aim at the beginning of the season was top seven mil. That's what I set out to do. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Doing it, I'm doing it quite comfortably. I love football with a fervent burning passion of a thousand mm-hmm. sons, as we all do. It means so much to me that it it often hurts. And that's even when I'm just like watching neutral games. I'm like, oh, this is painful. Mm. I love the theory of Fantasy Premier League. I envy people that do it. I think it's a great skill. It would just add too much extra investment, hurt and pain that I just have to sort of absolve myself of it. And also I've got that thing where I can't put any players from teams that I don't like into my team, which limits it. A lot. Now, who are the teams you won't allow? Brighton? Brighton, done. No, no thank you. Watford, no thank you. Southampton, yeah, not... no. Ooh. Southampton as well. Yeah, it's I a just... real sort of South Coast loathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got a prejudice for the against the South Coast. Um, Is it the seaside specifically you don't like? Yeah, just I don't like seagulls. I think that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think an eagle would beat a seagull in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why Brighton fans are so proud of their team bird. I'm like, we would we would annihilate you. Yeah, no question. I more think seagulls beast. would gang up, though. There's a sort of mob mentality to a seagull. Of course, a, a graceful eagle taking on one, one seagull is... is you know, it's clear who the winner is there. But I imagine if if an eagle turns up on the south coast and gets involved in a fight for a chip, a gang of two hundred huge seagulls would just tear it to pieces. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think the seagulls would end up fighting amongst themselves, mm. and when that pebble beach runs red with the blood of two hundred <laughs> dead seagulls, the, the the eagle just swoops in and eats all the chips. Yeah, we we beat the rabble quite easily. It's a terrifying image now because I'm hearing the sort of cackling laughter of the seagulls as well as they sort of peck chunks off this eagle. It's a horrific image. Oh, the eagle's fine. Don't don't shed tears for this eagle. It is it is it is operating at a, a higher stratosphere than these the these seagull yobs. I've been to Crystal Palace when they get the eagle out. It's it is quite frightening being in the ground when. No, it's not. It's, yeah, John, it is. I remember John, thinking I think if that thing goes mate. rogue. Yeah, well, no, I'm, the rogue. Thought, I'm the sort it would go for. I'm a sort of mouse-like. Yes. I don't look dissimilar to the thing they're dangling to attract the eagle <laughs> to the glove. You know, in the wrong coloured cardigan, I'm next on the list, no doubt about it. Get plucked out of the away stand and carried away. I do think you are the sort of hapless person that, like, there would be no negative eagle incidents for 10 years and then you rock up and <laughs> yeah covered oh. in seagull shit you won't believe the day i've had <laughs> so in the years that you've been supporting palace what's been the highlight there must be a few cristan ball the three all against <laughs> yes, Liverpool. that was amazing when suarez cried afterwards yeah it's mainly the suarez quiet crying isn't I it i loved that so much I, I always cite a game though where it was i'm pretty sure it was when Hodgson came in after we'd lost seven games in a row at the beginning of the season, and I don't think we'd scored. 
and um, Hodgson had come in after De Boer, and it was like a Tuesday night, and I was like, should I go to go to Watford? Like, get, go to go to Sellers to watch Palace play Watford. This is going to be horrible. It's cold. Do I really want to go? And I went, and we were 1-0 down to, like, the 83rd minute. And then we came back and won it 2-1. And I, I punched a stranger by accident. I was so excited. <laughs> and when we say punch a stranger, you just mean arms were flailing, you caught them. You didn't square up to them and just chin them. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but if that was what I wanted to do, then I guess um, like celebrating at the football would be good cover for it. <laughs> you seem like you have a very good relationship with football where you sort of you take a lot of the joy from it. I mean, not doing the FPL is a way of saying I want to carry on enjoying football and I think this will stop me. Do you have like bad memories or has there ever been a point supporting Palace where you're like, I just I, I don't want to do it anymore? There must be loads. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um <laughs> There are loads. I've never, I've never wanted to sort of walk away from Palace, but genuinely, last season when when Hodgson was being the most Hodgson he's ever been, it's the first time where usually, usually if we're like losing, I'll sit and watch the game till the bitter end because I'm like, mm. we're all in this together, you know. There, there, there are boys. We we stick it out. But it's the first time I've like turned football off in the name of self-care because I was like, <laughs> it's not even that we're, lo- we're, we're losing. We're just losing in such a boring, negative way that it, it, it hurts. Yeah, you don't want a manager who's a gift, do you? And that is, for all he's done in yeah. football, and he's got an incredible record, I will think of Roy Hodgson as a gift. That's what he is to me, that that sort of bus shelter one way, looks to the left and right and then goes to stand up and then he's disappointed. I, feel like I that, love that one. That might be the brand of Palace manager, actually, that we've always gone for, the gift manager. <laughs> Pardew in his FA Cup dance. Oh, the Pardew, Bogle, of yeah. course. God, that was weird. Holloway and everything he's done, ever. Yeah, you've had some real characters managing Palace. Do you like Pardew? It's like, um, you know, an uncle at a party that you're like, I love him because he's my blood, but I, I, I will be avoiding him. He looks like he stinks of aftershave, doesn't he, Pardew? Yeah, yeah, he, he looks like clean to the point where it's a fault. Yeah, he looks like the sort of embodied... He looks like Paco Rabanne has grown arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. And has walked off the boots of perfume can. He looks like he absolutely stinks of dupe or one of those really cloying sweet Jupe ones. Dupe is exactly what I was thinking. It's <sighs> exactly the fragrance I had in mind. And I think he definitely trims his pubic hair. Okay. That's what I think. <laughs> this podcast is a big fan of a shit pun. And most of our features, no offence, Matthew, are shit puns. Um, a bit of Twitter stalking is revealed that there was a Crystal Palace halftime challenge called A Game of Two Baths. Is that a joke or is that real? No, it's real. We, we used to be sponsored by Wix. Yeah. It was called the Bath Time Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that. Yeah, and you it, oh, it was like that was real like peak sort of division 1 into championship era where every season they'd have they'd have um a new sort of like Wix themed half time challenge. There was the Bath Time Challenge where you had to hit it from like one penalty box and try and get it in a bath and you won like a grand or something. Uh oh, wow. on, on your shed son where you had to do the same into a shed. Oh, I see. I thought, I misunderstood and thought people would have to, like, get in the bath and kind of, like, wash. Yeah, that's that's why uh, that's why Pardy smelled so much of dupe. He was just doing it every week. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm stupid. I, I didn't realise, obviously, that it would involve football, that you'd have to get a ball into the bath or, or hit the shed 
with the ball. Like, that makes more sense than just... You'd have to line the bath with something, though. You'd want to... Because the ball's just going to bounce straight out. You'd be furious if you absolutely nailed it, pinged it across the pitch, and it bounces straight out. Did it count if it went in the bath and bounced out? Look, I honestly can't tell you because not once <laughs> in the whole time I was a season ticket holder did anyone ever win. <laughs> I sort of want to do it now. I want to take a bath into a field, but it's such a... It's a cumbersome thing to be carrying around, isn't it? Do you want to do that's it? the genius of the format. Absolutely, absolutely. You wouldn't get that any uh, just anywhere. Do you want to do yeah. some extra bonus content for the pod? I'd be willing to kick a ball into a bath with you, John. <laughs> do we meet, meet in a field with a bath yeah, and right. an eagle? I'll, I'll see you there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we could have pinned down the address a little bit more, but I think... <laughs> Uh, wouldn't that be incredible if we just said I'll meet you in a field and we both turned up in the right field at the right time? I love that halftime challenge. I'm always secretly gutted when they don't do them anymore. The crossbar challenge, dizzy penalties. I love all that. And it's so easy to organise. I don't know why it's stopped happening. I love um I love being in the Premier League, obviously, but I do miss that sort of the, the sort of the half times at when you're in Div 1 or the, the Championship. Chloe, your, your Twitter bio says that you're a stand-up comedian and football lout. So when you go to games, what is your, um, you know, what, what is your schedule when you go? Are you sort of 10 pints and miss kickoff? No, I think that I've probably misled you there. I'm, I'm, very, I'm, a, I'm a football completist. I like to be there from minute one to minute mm. 90 plus. Um, we've had this conversation on the podcast. It always surprised me because I, I think of Fordy as the sort of person that would stay, but he's not. you're not against a 40th minute nip to the bar, are you? Oh, half time is different because you're going to get a pint. I'll stay to the end of a game, absolutely, but I, I kind of, you know, if it doesn't look like there's going to be a goal in the next five minutes, I'll, I'll nip off and make sure I can have a beer at half time. It's also the we as well, isn't it? Like, if you've drunk that much, you're probably desperate by that point. Do I don't know. Do you guys? It's quite quick in and out for blokes at the football, right? Mm. Whereas for me, it's it's a full sort of fifteen minutes of queuing. You know, the the chat with the ladies in the in the line. Um, yeah, what is the what is the vibe in a in a ladies' halftime toilet? Study on, mate. Recognise <laughs> <laughs> that's the pervious question I've ever asked. What is? I just want to know what what goes on in there. What are you up to? What are it, you it, it's full orgy, right? Um, I'm like, <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the Wix catalogue now um, because I don't know if you know this I don't know if you've kept in touch with Wix but it's the Wix winter sale at the moment Um, and I'm thinking of uh, we always offer our guests a prize if they are victorious and I'm going to say on your recent form I'm quite confident you're not going to beat me and Matthew at (laughs) FPL this week I'm going to offer you something from the Wix catalogue if you want. Is there anything you need at home? Can I have a new microwave? Yeah, yeah, we'll get you a microwave. Yeah, yeah. is that all right? Yeah, that's good. Good jeopardy. Yeah. Um, so I have to win. If this you week. beat me and Matt, we'll buy yeah. you a microwave. All right, uh, that's yeah. On. And do you, do you have any? Um, are there any restrictions we need to bear in mind? Are, are we talk? Do you have restricted counter space? How big are we talking? Walking. <laughs> <laughs> Strength-wise, what are we talking? A decat. <laughs> Oh dear. Um. Uh. Yeah. Because I think if you do really well, we might get you an ecat. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah, expensive. Please, please. My God, the cheapest yeah, cheap. microwave at Wix. 
I mean, I think we're going to have to come away from Wix. The cheapest microwave is £399. Sod that, mate. Get down Argos. Okay, well, I'm actually going to try so hard this week. Well, good luck then. Uh, We'll catch up with you after the game week, if that's all right. See how you got on. Um, I'm sort of interested to see what what changes you make. I think it's going to have to be you're going to have to use a chip. So you can use a wildcard or change your entire team and it will stay changed. Or you can use free hit and you can change your entire team and then it will go back. I don't see why you'd go back to a team that, as Fordy has correctly pointed out, resembles more of a sort of hospital ward than a team. I mean, I think you've got so many injuries, you could have FPL cancelled if you applied to the uh, if you applied to the Premier League. <laughs> Um, I think what I'm going to do, I'm I'm a bit nervous now because um, I think there's also like a, a vulnerability in admitting that you're going to try. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're going to have a really bad week. Yeah, and I know that like mm. next week when it all goes awfully, it's not going to start with a compliment on my pun name. It's going to start with like an absolute appalling piss take. So I'll look forward to that. <laughs> I'll be delighted not to have had to buy you a £400 microwave so you know it's a win-win situation thank you so much for your time cheers thanks so much for having me it's been a pleasure and don't forget you can see Chloe on tour she's on tour from May have a look at her Twitter account at Chloe Pets P-E-T-T-S for the dates there's also a link in the description of this podcast Now, there's still time for you to join the Listener League. Uh, Details are on our Twitter feed and in the description of the podcast. Um, What has developed is a sort of new feature where I I tell you who's doing well in the Listener League and you sort of speculate uh, on who you think that person is. And recently Mm. you you described to me Cameron Hume, um, who I think very sensibly, given what happened to Brian, of course, this feature launched with Brian, who is now not even in the top five of the Listener League. Cameron Hume, I think, smelling the curse has not got in touch to tell us whether you uh, were accurate in your description of him or not. That has been picked up on by a listener called Mark English, uh, who says, I'm not sure if Cameron's been in touch. I can only assume his lack of contact is an attempt to avoid the curse, an exercise in futility. I can confirm that playing a free hit last week and a wild card this week, he has slipped down the overall ranking and is now equal on points with yours truly. If Matt needs some transfer advice, I would be more than happy to help. Love the show. Nice to listen to an FBL podcast that doesn't talk about FBL. Bye. <laughs> we do talk about FPL a bit. I mean, we, we probably should do a bit more FPL content. Do you think so? Um, yeah, we can do. Yeah, I think, you know, in game weeks when there haven't been so many, I mean, you know, this week, let's be honest, you scraped to a draw because the Arsenal and the North London derby was called off. Five of my players were due to feature in that. And then my captain's second game was cancelled off. So, you know, I, I don't want to belittle the work you've done, but we didn't talk about it a lot because, frankly, it's an embarrassment that you scraped yourself into contacting Toby Evans, which is something you wanted to do anyway. Cameron Hume is tied with Mark English. They are joint top of the Listener League. Another Listener League contestant says, Hi, guys. Massive fan of the pod. I am the manager of Cheese Yanachos and having a brilliant season, hoping to take Cameron Hume's place at the top. I would love, Matt, to speculate as to who I am as a person. Yours, Jake. So it's Jake. His team is called the Cheese Ianachos. Okay. Necessarily work for me as a pun. Okay. I don't know if this. I don't know if the emoji is a clue, but he says I would love Matt to guess who I am as a person, and then a round yellow face with bushy eyebrows and a moustache. Okay. I think the emoji, the name Jake, and the Cheese Ianachos mm-hmm. says younger. 
Mm. I'm going to say um, early 30s. I also think he likes to go to the cinema, which is why he's come up with a cheese, cheesy nachos pun. Because actually, outside of, I would say, pubs and cinemas, nachos with cheese aren't much of a thing. I think they're a slightly younger dish. So I think he has, uh, I think he likes jalapenos. I think he likes Mexican food occasionally, the odd curry. Uh, I think he lives in the south of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's south of England. Early in a 30s. flat or a, a, a house or a, a, um, a detached property, something he rents, something he owns, something he's got a mortgage uh, on. Flat, I would say maybe London flat. Renting a flat in London. Renting a flat in East London. What's he doing for a living? Jake likes the cinema, likes nachos. What does he do for a living? I think... It's going down into his mind palace. I am, yeah. What does Jake do? I think Jake maybe works in a tertiary sector. I think tertiary service sector. I think Jake works in recruitment. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, south of England, lives in a flat either with a friend or a partner, uh, likes the cinema, likes jalapenos, early 30s. And does he drive? Uh, yes, but I don't think he's got a car. I think he passed his test, but doesn't have a car. Big one. Any other, on. any other questions about Jake? What football team does he support? West Ham. Interesting. Okay, Jake, we'll uh, get back in touch. Let us know how accurate that was. Before I we leave you... accurate to me. I mean, I know I don't have the answer yet, but that felt really good to me. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. I think initially you weren't sure, and then a picture came to you, and the more questions mm. I asked, the, the, the more solid that picture in your mind became. One more detail? Yes? I think he likes sherbet and tangy sweet... <laughs> That just came to me. I think he likes like those fizzy cola um, bottles, you know. Mm, Tangfastics. Tangfastics, that sort of thing. I think he has probably some, um, what are they called? Sour. Sour Mm. sweets in the house. We need a forfeit for next week. Perhaps it should be Tangfastic based. Ooh. Has anyone ever made, you know you can make Skittles vodka? Oh, yes, yeah. You just put some Skittles in vodka and then it disintegrates. Should we make a sort of Tangfastics drink? A Tangfastic uh, gin? I'm going to make Tangfastic gin if I lose. That doesn't feel like a forfeit. That feels like you're making yourself a nice little pudding there, pal. <laughs> pudding? Doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. What absolutely. do you call it? I don't call it pudding. Dessert. I, mean, I have a wanna... dessert. It's, my issue is not with the phrase you use for the meal you have. It's the fact that you would consider Tangfastic laced gin to be something to have after a meal. Would you like yeah. the dessert menu or perhaps some cheese? Uh, no, thank you, pal. Could you fuck a load of tankfastics and some tankeray? Merci beaucoup. <laughs> some suggestions we have had. Uh, Andrew says forfeit for Comedians FPL. Next time Matt Ford wins, John Richardson has to take Vinny on 8 out of 10 cats countdown as his mascot. That is a great idea. Uh, Billy says... That's happening at some point. Forfeit idea, loser has to recreate Pee Wee Herman tequila dance on a bar top in a crowded pub, complete with giant stilettos. I'm not going to commit to that, but it does remind me we have a dance outstanding. How's that going? Yes, I'm recording it today. Lovely. Look forward to that. It'll be up on the uh, Twitter feed, I'm sure. Uh, Chris, forfeit idea, the loser has to go to a shop well known to them wearing Vinny and complete the whole transaction as the puppet, e.g. Matt's favourite pub or John's favourite vegetable shop, which is both a suggestion of a forfeit and a slam. Um, if you guys ever draw one week from Michael, I think as equal punishment, you should cup each other's balls wearing white gloves. Okay. The people have spoken. No, absolutely Ball me not. up. No Glove way. Me up. Ball me up. 
Um, I think uh, I'd like to do something tangfastic based. Okay, you have to um, eat tangfastics off my balls. <laughs> well, and but also commentating on it as with Vinny on the other hand. Absolutely, under no circumstances. Oh my god, I can't believe it! He's in tangfastics. Earth is birch. Um, let's see if I Google tangfastic videos. Okay, so on the website, give it a stir. Yeah. Um, their recipe from the 16th of November, 2017, a simpler time. <laughs> Thanks for giving us the day. <laughs> Haribo fizz. Um, who doesn't love Haribo tangfastics? Well, hopefully not Jake. I'm a huge fan. I thought, what better way to enjoy them than in a boozy cocktail, hence the Haribo fizz. Um, oh, I tell you what. Why don't we both make our own individual mm-hmm. cocktail? Yeah. Featuring you know, Tangfastics. Featuring Tangfastics. And you can do whatever you like. And <laughs> we um, decide who's is best. And then either if we can't come to an agreement, producer Danny has to have the casting vote. Well, we are meeting up, aren't we, the week after next? Oh, yes. Um, why don't we both make a cocktail, bring it yeah. along. And yeah. whoever's lost has to drink the other person's. Yeah, that, the problem is you've just made it sound like you're going to do something to yours. Well, yeah, I'm going to make it disgusting so it makes you sick. Okay, but and then you will eat that sick, thinking it's not... Angel Delight butterscotch. <laughs> Thanks for leaving all that butterscotch dessert in my toilet. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't partially believable. <laughs> That's what's tricky about it. So it's uh, congratulations to Lucy Beaumont. It's commiserations to Laura Smith, who missed out on the eyebrows and Malbec, but did send me a very kind message after Leeds United beat West Ham United. So that's all we've got time for this week. Next podcast is out early next week. Timing dependent at time of recording on the announcement of any double game week fixtures and things like that. We've got some amazing guests coming up throughout February. So stay tuned for Alan Davis, Amanda Abington, Tim Key and Joe Brand. And remember to get in touch with... If you've been affected by anything you've heard in today's episode of Comedians Playing FPL, email us, hello at cpfpl.com. And indeed, uh, if you haven't been touched or affected by anything, I think that's useful feedback as well. I listened to the whole podcast and I didn't have a single feeling or emotion. That's really good. If you're completely unmoved by mm. everything we've put out so far, then do get in touch. Tweet us at Comedians FPL. Uh, find us on Instagram, Comedians Playing FPL. Facebook, at Comedians FPL. Um, and thank you to Rob Carter for getting in touch with a bit of advice. If you'd like to follow that, um, get in touch at Matt Ford. A sharp intake of breath. What's all um, this? What's all this? He just got in touch. Um, he, he emailed. He got in touch with a bit of advice about uh, a potential point monster this week. Is that true? Yeah. You snake. Yeah, Rob Carter. He's been in touch. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't like it. Why? Um, Does it scare you? You worried I'm getting hot tips? I am worried you're getting a hot tip, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good tip as well. Because I'm struggling going into the next game week because once again you've got clashes of big teams and then you've got a massive gap. So do you you try and um, save that transfer so you've got two after Mm. a long international break? If only you were getting... Tips. Maybe that could be a new section. Hot tips. Mm. Send me your hot tips at Matt Ford. <laughs> Bye. Bye.